Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Shall we sing together? This is, this is one you may not recognize, so do your best. One, two, three, four, and... Children said, 
Amen. Please be seated. Welcome to worship this morning. I'm Cheryl Broom, the pastor here, and I'm back from the Walk to Emmaus retreat. And I'm so glad to be here this morning. We have some exciting things coming during worship today, so I'm glad you got up to come to church this morning. <laughs> this coming week is spring break for many. If you're a first-time visitor here, and I don't see any first-time visitors, fill this card out. We'll get to know a little bit about you. Our prayer time this morning, I'm going to ask you to call out prayers. Um, so, Phil, you don't have to run up and down with a mic, but you'll just call out your prayers. So if you'd like us and our prayer team to be praying for you, be sure and fill out this yellow prayer card, and then we will add that to our prayers. We meet here every Monday night at 6 p.m. to pray. You're more than welcome to come and join us as we pray over your request. Exciting time because we're going to talk about how thirsty can get here in Texas. And we can drink and drink and drink of water and never get our fill until we get the living water, the living water provided by Christ. So I'm excited to share with you this story, and I hope that you'll drink deeply from Christ's living water. So let us begin our time of worship together. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time God died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely, Therefore, since we have now been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Thanks be to God. If you would, please bow your heads or look to heaven while we pray. God of all peoples, just as Jesus and his disciples journeyed through Samaria to reach their appointed destination, teach us how to walk through strange and foreign places, how to meet people different from ourselves that we might say to them, come and see. You bypass no one, in this may we follow you. This Lent, may your truth reveal us to ourselves and set us free in you, God. God of the nations, lead and direct so that truth and truthfulness may direct our leaders, inform our nation, govern our business and our everyday lives. 
that we, we may live in justice and peace together. Give us and all who thirst for you that living water of your spirit, water of refreshment, water of healing, water of cleansing, water of life. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. I have what you need, but you keep on searching. I've done all the work, but you keep on working. When you're running on empty And you can't find the remedy Just come to the well You can spend your whole life Chasing what's missing But that empty inside It just ain't gonna listen When nothing can satisfy the world leaves you high and dry Just come to the well And all who thirst will thirst no more And all who search will find What their souls long for The world will try But it can never fill to the well So bring me your heart No matter how broken Just come as you are When your last prayer is spoken Just rest in my arms a while You'll feel the change, my child When you come to the well a stream in the desert soon all the world will see that living water is found in me cause you come to the well and all who thirst will thirst no more and all who search will 
leave it all behind and come to the well. Leave it all behind and come to the well. Leave it all behind. 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 And come to the well. Oh my goodness, I'd like to invite the kiddos forward for our quick spark moment before we go over to spark worship. So today is what we call Living Water Sunday. Did you guys guess that already? Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so anybody here who has ever been without water, like when you really want to drink a water, you know how important water is, right? Yeah. yeah, have you ever been running around outside on a playground or something and you just got so hot and all of a sudden you realize like you really need some water? Yeah? And how does that first drink of water feel when you really need some water? It's good, right? It's refreshing. It hits the spot. It makes you feel, I don't know, renewed in a way, right? Our bodies need water. Our bodies need water more than they need food. Did you know that? Renewed like, um, like rested. Did anybody else imagine, fill my cup, Lord? Did anybody else see a cup of coffee there? Fill my cup, Lord. I was picturing that in my head, and you know what? I, I was being silly at first picturing that, but then I realized that's what living water is for us. It is that energy to keep going because Jesus sustains us. And we're going to learn about the story of living water today. Jesus shares this concept of living water with a person that we can guess probably wasn't accepted by her town very well. He meets a woman at a well in the middle of the day. Now, guys, middle of the day is the hottest point of the day, right? And if you're going to be carrying buckets of water, would you do it at the hottest part of the day? Or would you do it in the morning or in the evening? Morning. In the morning or the evening when it's cool, right? You don't go to the well in the hottest part of the day. But here's this woman at the well in the hottest part of the day. She was from a place, an area that Jewish people did not associate with. And Jesus still sat down on that well and talked to her. And not only did he talk to her, not only did he share friendship with her, he invited her into God's kingdom. And in doing that, he shared living water with her that spilled over and changed a whole town. So we're going to go into Spark Worship today, and we're going to learn about Jesus' living water, the story of the woman at the well. We're going to sing about our hope being in the Lord. We're going to make some sensory bags to take home. But most importantly, we're going to learn that we don't choose who gets to come into God's kingdom right? We choose to accept Jesus into our lives and let his love spill over like living water into everybody else's lives. Amen? Let's say a prayer. You guys ready? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes, and say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, you are our living water, you are our living water who overfills our hearts, who overfills our hearts with spirit and with truth, with spirit and truth. 
In your name we pray. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to go straight out the back, kiddos. So this morning during our prayer time, I'm going to ask you to be sure and fill out the yellow prayer cards. And as we pray, I'm just going to ask you to lift aloud those prayer concerns on your heart. God knows what we need. You can feel free to say it really loud, or you can whisper it in your soul. After each prayer we hear, we'll say, Lord, hear our prayers. And then at the end, we'll end our prayer time with the Lord's Prayer. So if you have a prayer request, oh Lord, we come before you as people in need. We ask for you to hear our prayers. Lord, we cry out to you in our needs we bless you for the things that are going well in our lives. We thank you that you have brought us to this place of worship. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would hear those prayers that we lifted aloud and those that we carry within our hearts. We thank you, we praise you, we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ as we pray the prayer he taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Once upon a time, there was a woman, a woman who would remain nameless. She had suffered so much in her life, and she had been the shame of her community. She had no idea that very day that she went to the well that she was going to meet a man who would change her life forever. Listen now for a word from God as we hear from Scripture of John chapter 4, verse 5 through 42. You can find it in your pew Bibles. Today, our story of the woman at the well will be read from the message version. Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came into Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat down at the well. It was noon. A woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water. Would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, How come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to the Samaritans. If you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink, and I would give you fresh, living water. Sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with, and this well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it? he and his sons and livestock, and then passed it down to us? Everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give 
will be an artesian spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. Oh, sir, give me this water so I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. Go, call your husband, and then come back. I, I, I have no husband. That's nicely put, I have no husband. You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth, sure enough. Oh, so you're a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshipped God at this mountain. But you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming it has, in fact, come when what you're called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit and in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for, those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves, in adoration. I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming, and when he arrives, we'll get the whole story. I am he. You don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Just then, the disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking with that kind of woman. No one said what they were all thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, Come, come see a man who knew all about the things I did, who knows me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A well, two mountains, and five husbands. No, that's not the start of a really bad joke. That is the start of this story from the Gospel according to John. And it tells the story of an encounter between a teacher from Galilee and a woman from Samaria. She really was a woman of no distinction, of little importance, a woman with no reputation except that which is bad. And people whispered as she passed by and cast judgment with their glances, and none took the time to get to know her, really know her. Because to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. Otherwise, what's the point of being here? She longed for someone to look into her face. She wanted them to know her, all of her. But she, it was more than she could ever hope or wish or dream about. 
It was too much to even pray for. And so she didn't anymore. She kept to herself. And by that I mean she kept her pain. The pain was her own private jail. The pain that brought her midday to the well. And on that hot afternoon in Samaria, all she wanted was water. Drawn by her own hand, this is what Jesus wanted too. A lukewarm gulp of warm water from Jacob's well. Both longed for a moment of relief during the heat of the day. Jesus, worn out by his trip, sat down next to the well. It was noon, and he sat. The Son of God sat down next to the will. He was not, of course, limited by his humanness, much like we were. He was hot and in need of a drink of water. That's kind of comforting in a way, isn't it? This is a Savior who says, I've been there. I get it. I've done what you've done. I'm with you. He understands exhaustion and stress and muscle aches. He knows what it feels like to be weary and thirsty and hungry, and so he sat at the well. The wells at that time were low to the ground, encircled with enough dirt packed down so that it would keep animals from stumbling into the well. It was a good place to rest, a fine place to wait. And she came alone to the well at noon, and she found the man sitting there, he actually had the audacity to ask her to get him a drink from the well. No doubt she had hoped to collect her water and get out of there, but that wasn't happening. She stayed. If she stayed, she knew what that meant. In the, their world, giving and receiving of water meant an open invitation for friendship. Let's converse. Let's become friends. And he looked at her, really looked at her and ask her for a drink. Now, to ask for a drink is no big deal, but to ask this woman, a sinner, for a Samaritan woman for a drink? And she pushed back, reminding him of their differences. How come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? And Jesus could, because he was God. Jesus was not concerned about issues of gender or race, not on that hot afternoon in Samaria. All she wanted was a drink drawn by her own hand. But God had another plan. She'd come to the well, and yet the stranger promised her living water. Naturally, she was skeptical. Who wouldn't be? She says to him, you don't even have a bucket to draw water with. And despite her doubts, Jesus didn't give up on her. He didn't give up on the woman from Samaria. He didn't walk away. He didn't call her foolish. He didn't stop seeking to meet her deepest need. And he gestured toward the well and said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. See, nothing on earth truly satisfies, not even good things, not fresh water or warm sunshine or healthy food or the love of a godly person can quench our spiritual thirst. If we settle for the kind of water this world has to offer, we will soon be thirsty again, guaranteed. Anyone who drinks this water, I will give, will never thirst, not ever again. 
The water I give will be an artesian well springing up within gushing fountains of endless life, Jesus said. She wanted to believe him. She wanted this living water. And then Jesus spoke to her about her life, intimate details of her life, and she was shocked. Jesus knew everything, everything about this woman. And so she knew that no drink passing from her hands to his lips would ever be refreshing, only condemning. And she was sure that he would condemn her now, only he didn't. Jesus was a man of no distinction, not really important. A man of little reputation, at least so far. And Jesus whispered to her and told her to her face what all those glances had meant. And he took the time to look at her, to really look at her. But he didn't need to get to know her because he already knew her. And because he had known her, he knew love. Because to be known is to be loved. And to be loved is to be known. And Jesus knew her. He really actually knew her. He knew all about her. Every hurt stored up. Every hope she ever dreamed. He, her past. Her future. He told her everything everything about herself. From anyone else who spoke that, it would bring hatred and condemnation. Coming from Jesus, it brought love and mercy and grace and hope and salvation. She had heard that one would come to save the world. She didn't know him, but she wanted to get to know him. She just met him, and yet she loved him. And she begged him, sir, Give me this water so I will not ever get thirsty and won't ever have to come back to this well again. Imagine life without waiting, without wishing, without hoping, without striving, without stressing. Imagine feeling refreshed instead of depleted, feeling full instead of empty. The kind of life where you will never, no, never be thirsty anymore. Too good to be true? Not with God. In John chapter 7, verse 37 through 38, Jesus cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. See, here Jesus made it clear what he meant by rivers of living water in all believers. Think of it. There is so much living water available to us today. Think of it. F streams of living water flowing from our heart, giving us the ability to change, change ourselves, change the world, even now, even today. Someday our thirst will be quenched, but we don't need to go to the well again because we carry the well inside us. We don't need to go to the well. We are the well of living water in the form of Christ's spirit, God's Holy Spirit. And we start, not finish, by drinking the living water. We drink it now and we'll have access to God's spirit for the rest of our lives. All you need to do is ask, like the Samaritan woman did, sir, 
give me that living water. Now, I don't know about you, my friends, but I need the source of living water every single day, sometimes many times a day. I need to drink from that well that Jesus offers to all of us, and I need to drink deeply before I watch the news reports. I need to drink a big gulp of living water before I face a day filled with stress and conflict and hurt and Bandera Road. I need this source of living water, the never-ending streams of living water from Jesus Christ, the water that we are promised as believers in God. For to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known. God knows us. God knows our heart. God knows our nature. God knows our soul. God knows us and yet loves us. When this Samaritan woman heard the offer from Jesus, she was overwhelmed with a desire to share the news. Now, we can reckon her as the first evangelist mentioned in the Gospel of John. We, too, can share this living water with the world, for there are many thirsty for this living water. And this woman from Samaria, she knew without a doubt that she had to share Jesus' truth, Jesus' love with other people. And she ran back to town to share the news, the truth of him with the whole town, with brothers and sisters and lovers and haters, the good and the bad and the sinners and the saints. So they would get to see what he had shown her. They would get to hear what he had told her. They would get to taste and feel how he forgave her. Jesus came for people like her. And Jesus came for people like you and me. And that's what makes us qualified to share this message with others too. Who would not want this gift of living water? How can we not share this truth that is too good to be true? John Wesley was believed to have said something like this. Do all the good you can in all the ways you can to all the people you can as long as you ever can. And we cannot share the good news of living water of Jesus Christ if we're empty. If we have not drank deeply of the Spirit of God in our lives, it's rather hard to share that with others, wouldn't you say? But we are called to share the message of God with excitement in our personal knowledge of the one who offers us living water. There's no limit to the way we can share this good news of love and favor of Jesus Christ. We can write about it. We can sing about it. We could use Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or our webpage. All tools of God to share the message of living water. Because the world is a desert. People are thirsty to know the love and redemptive power of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And once we drink from this well, we are energized by the Spirit to go forth into the world and share this good news with others. Just as one who's dying of thirst, the Samaritan woman at the well brought us here today. Each one of us called to be here, to know about this man Jesus who knows everything about us and still loves us. Who will you call to meet this man of God? Who will you tell about this man who gave you living water? 
May we be like this woman of no distinction who accepted Jesus' offer of living water. She accepted this gift and became an evangelist, offering the good news of Jesus' message to all she met in her village. Now we too have received this word from God. You too have come to the well, but not to drink of this water from the ground, but to drink of the water, the living water that Christ gives us. And once you have accepted that gift from God, you have to go into the world to give water to a thirsty people who need to know Christ so, so much. And I pray today, as you leave here filled with the Spirit of God, that you will share it with others. Amen? Patsy will now lead us, and Kathy, in a response from Psalm 95. Here we go. Harden not your hearts, listen to God's voice. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into God's presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great ruler above all gods, in whose hands are the depths of the earth and also heights of the mountains. The sea belongs to God who made it, and the dry land because God formed it. Put in not your hearts, listen to God's voice. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let Let us us kneel before before the Lord, Lord, our our Maker. For the Lord is our God. We We are are the people people of God's pasture, the sheep of God's hand. Hear the voice of the Lord today. Harden not your hearts, as in Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness when your forebears tested me, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people who err in heart, and they do not regard my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger that they should not enter my rest. Harden not your hearts, listen to God's voice. In just a minute, we'll be taking up the offering. I am th- of the opinion that ob- obviously when we put that check or that cash in the offering plate on Sunday morning, our main thought is we're giving to the church because this building needs to keep running and the staff obviously should not have to should not do this job for free because I'm sure it's not an easy job something occurred to me though when I was trying to decide what to say about this personally the church gives so much to me and the offering for me is a way to give back to what this family what this community through Christ gives to to all of us They stand with us when we're going through bad times. Y'all stand with us and laugh with us when we go through happy times. When some of us are a prodigal child and we come back, 
you welcome us with open arms, we need to give back to that too. If you would, please bow your heads as we pray. God, our provider, in Christ, you give us a spring of pure water that overflows to eternal life. You love and hope fills our hearts, so we want to worship you in spirit and truth. Open our eyes to see the places in this neighborhood where our church ministries could reach new people. Direct our gifts and offerings for your purposes so that our community will become like a field ripe for harvest. We ask this through Christ our Lord, our risen Lord. Amen. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward. Let us stand in body or spirit that we might sing the doxology, the song of praise. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks and praise for the gifts of those who are sacrificing much that we might bring your message here in this place. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would bless it and multiply it for use in your kingdom. This we ask in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen, amen. and amen. So um, for an invitation to discipleship, y'all can sit down for a moment because what we've done is switched our announcements and discipleship call to the end of the service so that we might worship all the way through. We do this in order to make a response. We are called after hearing scripture proclaimed and after letting the spirit of God touch your heart and drinking from that living water to respond. And we do that through our invitation to discipleship. If you're not a member of the church and you feel called to join, then we ask you to join us. If you are a member of the church, we ask you to say with us what we have proclaimed our mission in this place is. Will you put that mission screen up and we'll read it together. The mission of Elotus Hills United Methodist Church is to grow and nurture disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of our community and the world. And you are called to go forth from this place and do that as new people like the woman at the well who is so filled with God's spirit she can't wait but share it to those she loves and even strangers and even those she never met. I encourage you to do that this week, and I'll ask you to do that through taking part in some of these announcements. Patsy will show us what's coming up for the week. This coming Thursday on the 16th at 6 p.m., just for guys, men will get, will get together uh, for their cookout issues. Bring your meat, <laughs> and whoever is elected gets to barbecue it. And uh, you can tell I'm not a guy. <laughs> And, and Roy will head the d devotional that day, or that evening, rather. There are various missions to sign up for in the, in the foyer. Uh, look them over as you're, as you're leaving. I, I know that there's something you will be able to do, willing to do, and it's, it's always a great mission. If you notice, there is the sign-up uh, in the envelope if you want to... Uh, get Easter lilies on the altar for Easter Sunday and I think that has to be handed in next Sunday and Miss Jessie I hope can speak better than me
So today is our egg hunt planning meeting. If you are interested in helping ensure that this year's egg hunt runs smoothly and wonderfully for all those in attendance, we would love to have you come at noon in the fellowship hall. Um, we need help with things like refreshments, um, coordinating, putting the eggs out in the fields. That has to happen before we can have the egg hunt. Um, things like decorations, um, we provide games, we provide crafts for the kids to do, and a whole bunch of things. And that takes people to do them. And I would love any and all help that you all are willing to give. So it's today at noon in the fellowship hall. I do have food. I like food. I like to eat food. So I wanted to feed people and me. Um, so there will be food at the meeting. Our candy count right now is at 10 large bags, 17 medium bags, and 21 small bags of candy. So thank you all for your donations. And our current egg count is exactly 1,052 eggs. Um, if you are willing to continue to donate, we would love all the donations that you're able to bring. Candy, we do ask is individually wrapped, and um, we try to stay away from lollipops and from chocolate. One doesn't fit in the eggs. The other one makes the eggs really messy. Um, and we appreciate all of those. They will bless the community greatly. The egg hunt is always a loved event here at HHUMC. Um, our, my last announcement is for our Surf Saturday. It is happening next Saturday, the 18th. Um, from 4 to 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, we are collecting books for the Little Free Libraries that are scattered around San Antonio Parks. This is a community-based program that is solely dependent on community. It does not, the parks do not support it in any way financially. They just allow the libraries to be placed in the park. Um, they are in need of children's books, and to date we have collected, at my last count, 82 books and six Bibles to put in the parks around San Antonio, and I do know that there are more out there for me to count, so I'm guessing that number is probably closer to 100. But your donations are welcome through the rest of the week, and they are greatly appreciated. Um, I don't know about you all, but who's used the San Antonio library system? They're awesome, right? Our San Antonio libraries are fantastic. I can tell you as a homeschool parent, they are a lifesaver, because you can actually order books and have them transferred between libraries. But not everybody has access to transportation to get to those fantastic libraries. And having these little free libraries scattered around community parks and in different places, in fact, Susan just told me there's one at the Presbyterian Church, and we're trying to place one here. Um, having them scattered around for people who maybe are less mobile than we are is a blessing because then the children in that area have the opportunity to get new material to read and to practice those skills that are so important for everyone in the United States to have. So I thank you all for working towards this. Um, on Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m., we will be praying over the books. We'll be labeling, labeling them. I am not doing better. Saying that they are donated from HHUMC, and we will be taking them downtown. We'll also be building two libraries, one to donate to the parks and one to place here eventually on our campus. So I pray that you all will come out. If you can't come out, please pray for the effort and pray for those who will be touched by your, your donations. Thank you. Now go forth in the power of this blessing. As you have received this living water, please do not keep it to yourself, but share it with a very thirsty world. Go forth in God's grace and peace. Amen. Amen.